welcome to another episode of Old School Thoughts. And thank you for supporting my podcast. Thank you for all of your feedback. It is great hearing from you and great communicating with you. Today, I want to talk to you about my old snitching son. <laughs> I'm going to call him a little snitching son. This topic has to do about something that is part of my character, part of my personality. It was something that was instilled in me. And that is, can I get a hello? Now, my snitching son did something to me. I visited him and my daughter, my grandchild, my only grandchild, and his girlfriend. Now, they live in D.C. and Virginia. My son is in D.C., my daughter is in Virginia. So my wife and I, we went there to visit. And during the visit, I wanted to go to the African American Museum. So my son set up to call the Uber. And when the Uber driver arrived, we both got in the back seat. My son did what Northerners do. They paid attention to whatever was it, to the phone or their personal space. But I was observing the driver and I'm saying, hey, based on genealogy, <laughs> based on genealogy, anyone from D.C. is most likely two to three generations removed from the South. So I struck up a conversation with the driver. Who is from the South? And he and I had a conversation from my son's residence to the museum. So when I got to the museum and we moved around and I saw people of all races in there. And I wanted to know, what are they here for? When you leave, what do you leave expecting to happen? What changes are about to take place in your life? Because all I heard was, it takes more than one day to go through the museum. No one said anything about, oh my, when you leave, this is what they leave you with as an assignment. So when I went in there, it started for me at the basement, at the basement floor of the museum. So the basement of the floor is supposed to represent the cargo area of the ship because the museum is designed like a ship. So the cargo area is where the enslaved Africans would have been. And only for the first time in my life did it reveal to me that my existence in America is based on the survival of one or two of my ancestral parents that survived the transatlantic voyage into America. So at least I would leave the museum with that new revelation and that will support other things that I'm doing. So I decided to ask other people who were visiting you know, after speaking, hello, how are you doing? What do you think about the museum? When you leave here, what do you expect to happen? And with those that I spoke to, they all said, I never thought about it. Good question. But my old snitching son, 
when we left and returned home, he beat me back to the house. So he decided to inform my wife, his girlfriend, my daughter. See, you can't turn my granddaughter against me. She's three years old. That's, that's granddaddy's baby. So he decided to turn on me and tell all of them, you know what? Dad was talking to everybody. <laughs> he was talking to the Uber driver. He was talking to the people at the museum. And I'm like, now I have to defend myself for speaking. And they're all looking at me like shaking their head. <laughs> I'm like, boy, you little snitch. <laughs> but as I prepared for this episode, I reflected back like I always do. And I wanted to know where did it all go? When did we get to the point where we just don't trust each other enough to say hello? Now, I grew up with the first 12 years of my life under segregation and in a segregated community. I spent the age of 13 through 19 living in a segregated community under integration. So I got a chance to experience integration at the school, but I returned back home to a segregated community. Now in those segregated communities, you would speak to everybody. If you saw someone more than once, you spoke to them more than once. But you always walk by. Hello, Miss Livesey. Hello, Mrs. Washington. Hello, Mr. Battle. Hello, John. You can speak to everybody and they would speak back. And they would ask you, how are your parents doing? How's your mother? How is your father? Good. And you can have that conversation. So for 19 years, I lived under that kind of environment, that kind of structure, where you just said hello to everybody. If you walked into a room and you were the last person to enter that room, you owed everybody who was in there, prior to you, in that waiting room, you owed them the greeting of the day. So when I left home at the age of 19, I stayed away for 27 years, visiting other states, living in different countries, meeting people of different cultures, but all the time that I was gone, I was still living in the past. I was speaking to everyone that was in close proximity to me. If we made eye to eye contact, if we were within unreach, I would say, hello, how are you doing? I didn't need to know you. We didn't have to be friends. I didn't know anything about acquaintances, but we didn't need to be an acquaintance. It was just the greeting of the day. But people began to ask me, where did you get this personality from? Where did this stuff come from? And I would say, it's from the South. 
It's that Southern personality. It's that Southern hospitality. We just speak. If we see you more than one time, we speak more than one time. But then I start realizing at some point that when I would say hello, I would get the strange look. And some people would turn around and say, do I know you? Then I had to explain why I said something as simple as, hello, how are you doing? Do, do I know you? Have I seen you somewhere? Have I met you somewhere? And that just threw me off. So 27 years later, I made the decision to return back to my hometown. And when I returned back to my hometown, my wife and I were both expecting to return back to a city that represented the southern hospitality that we talked about. And when we returned home and we began to say hello to our neighbors, hello to the people we walked by, hello at the mall, and things of that nature, it wasn't the same. People weren't willing to say hello. Matter of fact, they would even dodge. <laughs> if they felt that you were outside, they wanted to see if they could secretly get into their car so that you wouldn't say hello. But that was a time when that was part of the village. The closeness that we had, our parents shared, it was about that village. But now, you have to have some special relationship, I guess, or be a member of Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, so you can have a thousand friends to say hello. But in real time, in person, to walk by people and say hello, and to watch them walk by and not say anything back, like it was something hurtful. It is a hard thing to understand because you're tr I'm trying to figure out how do you build a group that has been down for so long that was once closed. Even when we were even when we were down, we were closed. Now we are down and scattered. So I had to question and ask myself, what causes people to scatter? And I've always said, there's nothing new under the sun. It didn't come from me. I'm not the originator of that comment. But there's no new thing under the sun. And when I thought back biblically, just to the Garden of Eden, I realized that one you had to you have to deceive someone you have to get them to think differently you have to make them question the instructions that were very clear and then you have to make them feel that they are better through communication 
So once you deceive someone and you cause that group to be deceived, when you cause that group to think a different way about their history, about who they are, how they got to be where they are, then they will communicate differently and scatter. This has happened more than once. So here we are. We're at a point where I can walk up to someone and say hello with an expectation that they will say something back. And they won't speak. And if some do speak, it's a mumble. As if you pissed them off. How did we get here? We are supposed to be that generation that look back and say, this is where we were, this is where we are, and we stood on the shoulders of those who led before us. But you can't say that you're standing on the shoulders of those who led before you if you can't even communicate, if you can't even say hello. So, to my snitching son, I want him to know that I am going to continue to say hello. How are you doing? We have to get back to that. Because if we can't trust each other, if we can't communicate, if we can't just give the greeting of the day in person, real time, there's no progress. We can do it. We can make it happen. Until next time, be good.